This podcast is from Christian Chapel in Tulsa, Oklahoma. For more information, visit us online at christianchapel.com. We haven't met. My name's Chris. I'm the pastor here at Christian Chapel, and it, we're well into Lent, uh, but with the way different things hit each year, sometimes we get a little late start on it. So Lent Wednesday started with our Ash Wednesday service that I know many of you were able to be here for, and then continued. Uh, the next week we had our annual business meeting, last week was spring break, and so now for the next four weeks we're actually jumping into um, kind of a, an emphasis on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and exploring what those mean and how they work. And at Christian Chapel, uh, Lent is a season for us. It's the 40 days preceding Easter. So it's a season where we kind of focus on the sacrifice of Jesus. And traditionally, Christians uh, put something down during Lent to remember his sacrifice. So you might have given up something this year, chocolate or um, I don't know what else you would have given up, pop or something else, cigarette, smoking, cussing, uh, being mean to your kids, all of those maybe and more, um, all good things to give up, but it's also Lent is a time for us to pick up things as a way to remember the new life that Jesus has given to us. Um, I don't know what your church background was growing up, but Lent can sometimes easily become kind of a legalistic exercise where you're just giving something up to kind of make yourself feel more holy or try to atone for things maybe you didn't think you did very well. It can feel at times like uh, New Year's Resolution 2.0, or maybe you didn't get it right in January, so you're going to try it with a little Jesus in the spring and see if, see if that helps you out a little bit more. But at, at Christian Chapel, we don't participate in Lent for any of those reasons. We participate just as a way to kind of slow our lives down and remember who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and so that when Easter shows up, we're not caught off guard at how quickly the year is going by, but we've really kind of taken some time to prepare and get ourselves ready for that. Um, we, a couple years ago, switched to this model of our adults gathering together on Lent uh, Wednesdays as a way for us to remember that, that again, Lent is not just a, a cold, dusty, lifeless, religious exercise. Um, but it's supposed to be a season of spiritual renewal, a time where we turn our hearts back towards Jesus, where we listen to what his spirit says to us. And over the past three or four years, especially our focus each year during Lent on Wednesdays has been uh, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit and trying to explore how the spirit makes our lives different, how the spirit helps us accept Jesus for who he is and realize the fullness of life that he died to offer to us. And so really kind of what it does for us is, is these Wednesday nights remind us that Jesus came by the Spirit when he uh, was resurrected and ascended back to heaven. He told us he would send the Spirit, and it's through the Holy Spirit that our relationship with him becomes personal and becomes powerful. And so what we're going to look at this, this next four weeks are the gifts of the Spirit. So I'm going to kick us off tonight. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 if you have a Bible if not, it'll be here on the screens for you. But uh, I hope you'll be here the next three weeks. Next week, we'll hear from Dr. Daniel Iskrig. He's the director of the Holy Spirit Research Center at Oral Roberts University. The week after that, we'll hear from Mike Bowie. Mike is a former pastor at Cross Point Church out in Sand Springs. He and his wife have uh, retired from pastoral ministry and are members of Christian Chapel. And Mike just always does a great job of teaching about the Holy Spirit in a very practical and relevant way. And then the, the last Lent Wednesday night will be Stephen Kurt, one of the missionaries we support, um, who will come and share with us not only what the Spirit does here, but kind of that global perspective of how the Spirit is at work all over the world and how these gifts are building the church all over the world. 
So our goal on Wednesday nights, the next four weeks, is not just to teach about the gifts, but to really take time uh, to ask the Spirit not just to help us learn about them, but to help us experience them. And so we'll worship each night, we'll have a time of teaching, and then we'll have some extended times of prayer and response. And my, my hope is that we experience the unifying power of the Spirit together this year during Lent. Uh, so like I said, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll begin in verse 1. The Apostle Paul writes, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spirit, or sorry, excuse me, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, there are other portions of scriptures that talk about the gifts of the Spirit, but tonight we're going to anchor ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I believe some of our other speakers in the coming weeks will hit on some of those other ones. But tonight we're really focusing in on what Paul is teaching us. The first thing Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 12 is that the gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts, are for you. He says in verse 1, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. And so he's making it clear to us as he begins here that Paul's expectation and the scripture's expectation is that spiritual gifts are a part of every individual believer's life and are a part of every local church's experience. And so he gives us a section of teaching to learn what the gifts are, to learn how we embrace the gifts. He talks to us later in 1 Corinthians 12 about how the gifts operate in uh, local church type settings. And his whole goal is that we will receive the full benefit of the full life in the spirit that Jesus intends for us to know. And I, I love that idea. And, and again, I don't know your church background, but that idea of I don't want you to be uninformed about the gifts of the spirit. And yet, because sometimes the gifts of the spirit have been presented in ways that seem weird, odd or off putting, there are vast segments of the Christian church who tend to ignore these things because they don't want to run the risk of going to excess. But in their fear of excess, what winds up happening is we have sometimes churches full or sometimes even generations full of believers who are uninformed about the gifts of the spirit. And so what Paul is trying to tell us here is just, hey, look, Jesus sent the spirit. It's his plan for you. And so he's making it clear from the very, very beginning to us that the gifts are for us. What he's trying to tell us and, and says throughout this passage and in other, ver other places in his writing is the spirit lives in you because you belong to Jesus. And because the spirit lives in you, because you belong to Jesus, he gives his gifts to you. 
So as Christians, we want to understand that the gifts are present wherever the Spirit is present. And the Spirit is present wherever people who belong to Jesus are present. And the gifts are present in a unique and powerful way wherever, wherever the people of God are gathered together as Spirit-filled people and a Spirit-filled community. Paul goes on to tell us in verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord, different kinds of working, but all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Making the point again to us that the gifts are not restricted to a small subset of super spiritual Christians. The gifts are not isolated to charismatic strands of Christianity. The gifts are not just for your hyper spiritual aunt or your slightly crazy cousin or that one church down the road, but the gifts are for all of God's people all of the time, in every place, across every culture, at every moment in history. So what's, what's Paul really telling us? What he's, he's telling us is, look, you can be a spiritual person without being a Christian, but you cannot be a Christian without being a spiritual person. And here's where I think some of our churches, when we move away from the role of the Holy Spirit and we turn the Christian faith into a purely intellectual exercise, we create people who call themselves Christians but have no actual spiritual experience. And now you look all around the world today and you will see people all over the world who tell you, I am spiritual, but I am not a Christian. And what they mean by that is they live with an awareness of the supernatural. They live with an awareness that there is something beyond them. And yet for one reason or another, either out of uh, ignorance or just a willful choice, they have decided that Jesus is not the way. So they live with an openness to the spiritual world, but with a closed heart to Jesus Christ. And while that's sad, it seems almost, if not maybe more tragic, that there are people who identify as Christians and yet live their lives completely closed off from a spiritual world and a spiritual relationship with the Lord. And what Paul is telling us is, I don't want you to be uninformed. And not only do I want you to know about the gifts, I want you to experience the gifts. Now again, we want to remember here who's writing. It's Paul, one of the greatest intellects that the Christian church, that the world has ever known. If there's ever anyone who appreciates the depth of, of the, the, the theology and the, the inworkings and the intellectual side of our Christian faith, it's Paul. And yet Paul tells us again and again and again and again to walk with the Spirit, to live by the Spirit, to be open to the gifts of the Spirit, to display the fruits of the Spirit. Paul had no interest, and you and I should have no interest in a purely intellectual faith. Before we are called to be apologists, we are called to be people of the Spirit. People who experience the Spirit. The Christian faith is always experiential. It touches every part of your heart, every part of your mind, every part of your emotions, every part of your relationships. We are to know God fully. And so the gifts of the Spirit are for us because the Holy Spirit lives in us. And because the Spirit lives in us, we are spiritual people. And just because maybe we might have seen that done poorly in some ways, or maybe we've just really never heard these things taught, does not mean that the gifts of the Spirit are not for us. It just means perhaps this is a season where we get to begin embracing those and experiencing them for the very first time. 
As you keep working through 1 Corinthians 12, Paul tells us that the gifts are a sign of the Spirit. He says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. So uh, again, if, if the first little portion of this teaching did not convince you, Paul now makes it very clear, to each one. To everyone who calls on the name of, the, of Jesus, they have done that through the work of the Holy Spirit. And as followers of Jesus, you now become a place where his Holy Spirit dwells. And everywhere the Holy Spirit dwells, he intends to give gifts to his people and through his people. So again, according to the scriptures, there is no such thing as a Christian who does not walk with the Spirit and receive gifts from the Spirit. The only way a Christian will not operate in the gifts of the Spirit is if they willfully choose to reject, to receive those gifts, and to display those gifts in the world around them. So if you're a Christian, it means the Spirit lives in you, whether you like it or not. If you're a Christian, it means you are one who operates in spiritual gifts, whether you're comfortable with it or not. We experience the indwelling power of Jesus, or of the Holy Spirit, when we say yes to Jesus. And when we surrender to his presence, we also surrender to his power. And the Holy Spirit's power always includes giving his gifts to his people. And Paul says, now to each one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Uh, I think Danny uh, Iskrig next week is going to get into this idea a little bit more, so I won't steal his thunder because he'll do it better than I will. Uh, but th this idea here of the spiritual gifts as a manifestation of the Spirit, I think is really important for us to think about. Um, and if Danny doesn't hit on it more next week, just ask him about it some other time when you have an hour. Uh, and, and he'll explain it all to you. And it's, I mean, he and I have had this conversation. I love it every time we have it. But, but this idea of manifestation, what it's, it's pointing us to is the idea that the gifts do not operate apart from the Spirit. And so, so sometimes I think maybe with spiritual gifts, we have this idea of the Holy Spirit's like Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, he shows up at your house and he drops off the gifts and then he goes on to the next place. And now it's your job to do whatever you want with the gifts. But when Paul says, now to each one a manifestation of the Spirit is given, what he's saying is when the Spirit gives these gifts, these gifts are not things that now he gives and they reside in you apart from him. But when you operate in these gifts, they're actually a sign of the Spirit's presence in your life. So what this means is when the Holy Spirit, we'll get into these later, gifts of faith, gifts of healing, gifts of wisdom, gifts of knowledge. When he gives these, these are not now yours to develop and possess. But instead, every time you operate, every time I operate in a gift of the Spirit, what we're actually doing is embracing the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in that particular moment. And so it's not that we're pursuing gifts, we're just surrendering to the Spirit. And we're partnering, we're allowing ourselves to partner with Him in what He wants to do in that particular moment. Now, again, Danny will get into this more next week, but, but it's important for us to understand you will never operate in spiritual gifts without the activity and the active presence of the Holy Spirit in that moment. And you, you might be able to do things that appear to be spiritual gifts, but authentic expression of spiritual gifts is always accompanied by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in the moment they are being used and displayed. 
He doesn't drop them off. So what that means for us is every time we need to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, every time we're seeking the gifts of the Spirit, we want to make sure that we are coming seeking the Holy Spirit because we will not receive them apart from Him. So again, it's a reminder the gifts are only active when the Spirit is present, which as followers of Jesus is really good news for us because the Spirit is always present. And he doesn't come and go. He resides, he dwells, he lives in us, and he lives among us. And so these, sign, these gifts then are a sign that the Spirit is active. Paul also tells us these gifts are for the common good. He says, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The gifts are not given to make me more spiritual than you. The gifts are not given to make you more spiritual than someone else. They're not given to elevate one group, one denomination, one church over another. When the gifts are at work, it builds us up individually and it builds up the community of faith that we're a part of. That community of faith where is being built up could be a local church, it could be a small group, it could be your family, it could be you and one other friend. But whenever the gifts are at work, it's for the common good of God's people. So when the gifts are properly, properly utilized, they foster environments of love, unity, and encouragement. But when the gifts are abused, they create division and confusion. And so it's, a, again, just a reminder. And, and I'm not saying, like, I've, I've been, like, I grew up in Pentecostal churches. I've seen some wild stuff, and it always gets blamed on the Holy Spirit. Right? And, and you might have been in some of those spots, too, where you're like, yeah, I heard something one time, and it started biblical like this, and then somebody was barking in the corner. And I'm not sure that I want any of it. So, so my only thing for you tonight and over the next coming weeks is just, hey, all we're going to do is come and see what the Scriptures say. And then we're going to take an opportunity to pray and say, Holy Spirit, will you come and do what the Scriptures say you do? We're not trying to manipulate anything. We're not trying to work anything. We're not trying to force anything. We're not trying to fill out forms or check boxes to prove how spiritual we are. All we're trying to do is say, if this is from the Spirit and it's for our good, then we want to participate in it. Right? The, the gifts of the Spirit are not meant to be weird or off-putting. They're not meant to be divisive. They are not meant to separate Christians from each other. They are meant, Paul tells us, for the common good, for the building up of the church. And so if the, the purpose of the gifts is to build up the church, then we can't neglect them. If we neglect them, we're contributing to our own weakness and our own ineffectiveness. If we want to be individually and collectively the people that God has called us to be in this time and in this place, it requires the gifts of his spirit. So we seek the spirit, we allow him to work his gifts through us, and we begin to understand that this doesn't just take place through sermons, through worship, but any time and any place God's people are present, his spirit is active, and his gifts are available. And if the gifts are available to us, then one of the questions is, why don't we experience them more? So I know uh, kind of in, in my life, one of the things I've experienced, I think you probably have too, is I usually pray the most and the hardest when things aren't going well. Anybody else honest enough to say, yeah, I pray, I pray really hard, right? A crisis comes up, an unexpected thing, and I'm praying somebody better turn off the podcast and turn on some worship music, and we're just, we're all in, and we're engaged, and we're ready to go. 
And so what, what I would suggest to us is maybe spiritual gifts work in the same way of the spirit gives us gifts when we need them, but perhaps we live in a culture of such comfort and convenience that we don't think we need them. Why do I need the spirit's wisdom when I have Google? Why do I need gifts of healing when I can go to the doctor? Why do I need words of prophecy when I can watch the news and they'll tell me what's going to happen? Right? And so we just have all of these things kind of coming at us. And when we don't live with a sense of desperation, maybe it's not that the Spirit's not active. Maybe it's more that we're not asking him to come and be active and making space for him to work and to move in our life. And so, so what we want to think then, if the spirit, spiritual gifts are given for the common good, is that the gifts are given when we need them or when other people need them. Right? And so... That is more often than we think, right? And, and we're going to get here in a moment tonight because I believe every single one of us are in a place right now where we need to experience at least one of the gifts of the Spirit in our life, right? Maybe, maybe and we're only looking at a few of them. There are other passages where we could see even more, but of this list of nine in 1 Corinthians 12, some of us tonight, we're going to be like, I need them all twice. Like things are just a disaster, right? But when things are a disaster, you're, you're ready and you're willing, and you're open, and you're listening. And, and in those seasons, what happens? When you open your heart and open your life to the gifts of the Spirit, what do you typically experience? The gifts of the Spirit. And I, I realized this, I think it was last fall, in uh, Angie and I and our family, we had a, a, a little uh, kind of health scare with one of our family members. And if you've ever been in that moment between when the, the doctor says something might be wrong or the injury occurs and between the actual diagnosis, there's this gap of sometimes hours, sometimes days, sometimes weeks, where it's just full of the unknown. And, and we were in that gap. And in that gap, we were praying intensely. And we were hearing God speak directly. And there was a closeness and a nearness to God that, that was unlike anything we had experienced recently in our lives individually, in our marriage as a couple. And in that space, and then we, we've had some others since then over the last couple months, and, and even just went through one recently. And in those spaces, the thing that I've come back to each time is as soon as that thing is resolved, that sense of desperation kind of goes away. Now, what I don't want you to hear and what I don't want to experience is I don't want my life to be constant drama to get me to depend on the Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for more hassles and headaches. I'm not looking for more sickness and injury. I'm not looking for more unexpected bills. I, I don't really want any of that. But what I want is to learn how do I live with this dependency on the Spirit in every moment where I'm open to Him, even when things are going really, really well. Yesterday, I was reading through my, my annual Bible reading plan, and it had me in Psalm chapter, Psalm 70. In Psalm 70, verse 5, it says, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. And if we're thinking that the gifts are for the common good, and the gifts are given when we need them or when someone else needs them, then really, we're not praying, Lord, make me poor and needy. We're just saying, Lord, make me aware that I am poor and needy. Make me aware that I am not as powerful as I think I am. Make me aware every day that I'm not as in control as I think I am. And Lord, I, I, I mean, for me personally, I'm praying, Lord, teach me that without ruining my life, please. Like, I, I don't want a crisis. But the thing God has spoke to me over the last couple of years is, is this idea of don't waste a crisis. 
Don't ever let a crisis be a point of like, I just got to get through this. I just got to endure it. Every time you're in a point of crisis, it's a point where you can experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit and especially the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right? Don't waste. In a crisis, don't just seek to get out, but seek the Spirit. And begin to ask the Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? What do you want to work? How do you want to move? Right? I mean, back in the, the fall, I remember Angie, she was praying that our, our, our older son had a, a little health scare. We thought he had, he had pulled something in his hip and the, the trainer at school told us we, we think it might be an avulsion fracture where the, you know, the, the muscle kind of pops and pulls the bone. And so we were, we were just praying our guts out for him right? and saying, Lord, will you speak? And do you know what happens when you pray, Lord, will you speak? Holy Spirit, will you speak? He gives words of wisdom. He gives words of knowledge. When you begin to pray, Holy Spirit, will you heal? You know what he does? He releases gifts of healing. When you say, I don't have faith to believe, he releases gifts of faith. Right? And, and so Angie, she's reading through, I think it was Psalm 30, 34. I'm at 35. I'm a terrible Bible quizzer. She was, she was reading through it. And she came to a passage and it says, not one of his bones will be broken. Right? And that same day, I'm reading in Ezekiel, the valley of dry bones. And the Lord says, I will breathe life into these bones. Right? And what do we do? We basically tackle our son on the couch. We're like, not one of these bones will be broken. And God's going to bring life. And we're praying for gifts of faith. And we're praying for gifts of healing. And the spirit comes. And he gives words of knowledge. And he gives gifts of healing. And, and those things that every presentation said there's a fracture. The doctor the next day said, it's totally fine. It's just all we can see is maybe just a little bruise. He should be good to go in a couple days. Right? And, and, and so... What am I saying? I'm saying in your life, crisis is going to come. Hardship is, you don't have to seek it out. Don't actively seek it out. Right? There's no need for that. It will come, but when it comes, don't waste it. When it comes, don't see it as a space where God is absent. When it comes, don't see it as a reason he doesn't love you or isn't with you. But instead, embrace it as a space where the gifts of the Spirit are going to flow through you into your situation. And take your place in a community where you come and ask other believers, will you pray with me? Right? And sometimes all, all it takes is just that space. And then the Spirit gives them gifts. And they begin to speak to you. He gives them gifts of faith. He gives them words of knowledge. He gives them prophecy for you. He gives them gifts of miraculous powers that are released in your life. But in those moments of crisis, never waste it. But instead, embrace it as a place where the gifts of the Spirit are at work. And so this is kind of where I, where I want us to finish tonight. The band's going to come back. If you'll stand with me. I want to just kind of work us and, and pray us through these gifts. Paul says in verse 11, all these are the work of one in the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So if you're like me, I know you, you probably are looking at this list already and you're like, I want wisdom. I want knowledge. I want healing. Um, but before we do that, I want to encourage you to, to kind of change your view of this. If the gifts are from the Spirit, and Paul tells us he gives them to each one as he determines. He doesn't give them as I determine or as you determine. He doesn't give them according to what we think we need right now. He gives them as he determines. And, and so what I want us to think about today is we are not coming to choose from our shopping list of spiritual gifts. But we are coming just to surrender and say, Lord, you see me and you see my life. Give me what I need. And we're also coming to say, Lord, you see me, you see my life, and you see the life of my brother and sister near me. 
And Lord, if you want to give me something for them, I'd be happy to do that. Right? The spiritual gifts aren't just for your good. They're not for my good. They're for our good. And so if we are going to reach the, the, the strength and the unity God has for us as a people, I need you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You need me to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And the way we operate in the gifts of the Spirit is not by learning to manipulate them. It's just by simply surrendering to the Holy Spirit. And just praying very simple prayers of, Holy Spirit, will you come? And so I want to lead us through a few of these prayers. And, and as we do, I believe the Spirit will release his gifts. I believe we will experience those manifestations of his presence together, not in ways that are weird or off-putting, but in ways that are unifying and uplifting. If this is new for you, I want to say just don't resist, don't be scared. Just remember the Holy Spirit lives in you already. If you follow Jesus, he's with you. And so as we kind of pray through these, we're just asking the Spirit to come and release these things to us or release these things through us. So will you bow your heads and, and close your eyes with me and kind of just as an act of surrender, will you take your hands and, and just place them facing down towards the floor, your palms facing down towards the floor. And Jesus, we come in this position and we come to lay down every expectation, Lord, whether good or bad. Lord, we lay down ways that we're not real sure what it means to be a Holy Spirit person. We lay down maybe some fears we have over ways that we've seen this done poorly in the past. Lord, for others of us, we come and we lay down spiritual pride. We lay down the thought that we deserve your gifts or we've earned your gifts or we know how to control your gifts. Lord, we release all of that to you. And now will you turn your hands over with me and will you place your palms towards the sky and Jesus, we come in this position of acceptance to receive the gift you have promised, the gift of your Holy Spirit. And so now, Holy Spirit, you, you see our lives and you see our situations. You see the situations of our brothers and our sisters next to us. Lord, I pray tonight for those who come needing wisdom. Lord, they're facing obstacles and they, they don't know how to get around them. They've got problems at home. They've got problems at work. They have problems at school. Lord, they're facing just very complex situations. And Lord, in this space, they need a wisdom that is beyond themselves. So Holy Spirit, will you come and release your gifts of wisdom to us? Lord, come and we come to acknowledge we are poor and needy. We are weak and helpless. We need your wisdom. The Holy Spirit, you say you offer gifts of knowledge. So pray for those who are facing situations that they cannot solve. Lord, they are facing problems that they don't know how to, how to work from one side to the other. There are obstacles in their path that they know they cannot get over or get around. And Lord, we need supernatural knowledge in this space. We need you to come and speak words of truth and life. Holy Spirit, will you come and release your gifts of knowledge? Will you break through the noise and the darkness? Will you come, Lord, and in our spaces where we have been arrogant and think we can solve it ourselves, we repent and we seek the knowledge of your spirit. 
Lord, and, and there are those of us who are here tonight who we need to receive your gift of faith. There are things you have called us to do. There are things the scriptures have asked us to believe and we cannot do it on our own. Lord, there are steps you're calling some of us to take and we're hesitant because we don't know how it will turn out. Jesus, in that space tonight, will you release the Holy Spirit's gift of faith? Will you come, Holy Spirit, and give us hearts to believe? Give us feet ready to walk in obedience. Lift our eyes up from all of the what-ifs and what-could-bes onto the one who has called us onto this path. Lord, I pray especially for those who are in a space where they know they need faith, but they have exhausted themselves trying to work it up. They've read all the scriptures. They've consulted their spiritual mentors. They've listened to all the right worship songs. And yet there is still an underlying doubt, an underlying disbelief, an underlying hesitancy. And in that space, Holy Spirit, we invite your gifts of faith to be released right now. Will you release them in our lives? Will you release them in our hearts? Will you release them in our relationships? Holy Spirit, you see those of us who are here tonight and we need healing. We need physical healing. We need emotional healing. We need healing in our minds and healing in our hearts and healing in our bodies. So Holy Spirit, we come and we ask, would you release your gifts of healing in this room? Would you heal necks and backs? Lord, would you heal knees and hands? Would you heal broken bones and stretch tendons? Lord, would you heal cancer and sickness? Lord, would you heal depression and dementia? Jesus, would you come and through your Holy Spirit release your gifts of healing to us and through us? God, I, I believe in the space. You're, you're speaking to some of us. If you want to release that gift of healing through us. So Lord, I pray even now as we look around the room, we see our friends, we see our family that we know need healing. Give us the courage to go to them and be the conduit of your healing tonight. Holy Spirit, release your gifts of healing. Release your gifts of healing. If you're here tonight and, and you say, I, I need the Spirit to heal me, will you raise your hand where you are? You need phys and everybody else, will you, will you open your eyes and look around with me? You see the people standing next to you? Raise it up high so they know. Raise it up real high so they know. If you see someone standing around you, will you go next to them right now and just put your hand on them? And we're, we're just going to pray some very specific prayers of healing. Or maybe it's a friend or a family member's not here. They need to be healed. Raise your hand. We're going to pray those. I'm going to pray. You're going to pray. The Spirit works through us all. So Holy Spirit, you see the need. You see the, the condition. You see the sickness. You see the injury. You see the trauma. Lord, you see it all. You know it all. Lord, you see what has been diagnosed and you see what's still trying to be figured out. And Holy Spirit, we ask in this space right now, will you release your gifts of healing? Jesus, we can't earn it. We never deserve it, but, but you promised it to us. You've said these gifts are given for our good, and we believe that includes our physical health. We believe it includes our mental and emotional health. So, Jesus, in this space, through your Holy Spirit, will you release healing all over this room? In every man, in every woman, in every part of our body, will you release healing right now? 
in the front of the room, on the sides, in the back. Holy Spirit, come and bring healing to us. Lord, we pray especially for those that are here that these health struggles have been long, ongoing, and tiring. Lord, they have longed for answers and have not received them. Tonight, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would release your gifts of healing right now. That you would drive out sickness. You would drive out disease. You would drive out injury. That you would restore what sickness has taken from us. Lord, that you would renew, that you would make whole, that you would make complete. The Holy Spirit, as we pray for healing, we're also praying for your miraculous power to be released. Lord, you know the situations that some of us face that are beyond our ability to understand and definitely beyond our ability to fix. Lord, you see broken relationships, you see immense financial need. You see the spaces where we feel as though we're standing at the base of a mountain that we can never move or even climb. And in those spaces, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would release your miraculous gifts tonight. Holy Spirit, will you come? Release them to us and release them through us. Begin to build us up with faith Lord that, that you will deliver you will save you will heal you will provide Lord we ask Lord that your miraculous healing and saving power would be released God we pray especially in this moment for our friends our family our mothers our fathers our sons our daughters our husbands our wives who are far from you God we pray in, in this space we're praying for them wherever they are will your miraculous powers be released to draw them back into that miracle of salvation. God, will you begin to work their seasons and situations in such a way that they hear your voice and respond to you. And Jesus, we come tonight and we pray that your gifts of prophecy, your gifts of tongues and interpretation, Lord, that these would be released among us. Lord, I believe even now you are giving people a word of prophecy, a word of encouragement to share with someone else who's in the room. And Holy Spirit, we welcome that. We ask you to come and to speak to us for the benefit and the building up of others. God, I pray that you would begin to give individual words of prophecy that will be shared. And Holy Spirit, we pray for those who are in seasons and situations where they have exhausted their ability to pray. They don't even know what to say anymore. Holy Spirit, will you come release your gift of tongues in their life? Will you come and give them the ability to pray in languages they have not learned, to let the Spirit intercede for them, to let them experience a depth of intercession and worship that they have not previously experienced? Lord, we come tonight recognizing that we are poor and needy, and thankful that you send your spirit, not just to strengthen us, but you gift us for these moments. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come. We pray in these few moments we have left tonight that your gifts would not only minister to us, but they would minister through us. 
But I pray for each individual in this room. Will you release the gifts in their life for the benefit of those sitting around them? Lord, give us a gift of faith for our brother or sister on our right or our left. Give us gifts of healing to pray for those who raised their hand and said they need it. Give us gifts of prophecy to encourage and to uplift. Lord, give us gifts of faith to call out what we see in those around us. Jesus, give us words of wisdom that are beyond our own ability to share with those who are struggling through seasons and situations. Holy Spirit, we come and we surrender to you in these moments. We believe that your gifts are given to each one for the common good. And so we receive them and we want to share them. As the band leads us in, in this last song or two, I want to encourage you, we've got, we've got 10 or 15 minutes here. Just, just hang out where you are, pray, worship with us. But, but what I want to challenge you, we're in a, a safe space tonight. As you feel that prompting of the Holy Spirit, you see someone next to you, you see someone across the room, you, maybe you're thinking of someone that's not here and you're thinking, I need to send them that text, I need to send them that message. I just want to encourage you, if, if there is the slightest inclination that this could be good for someone else, just take that step of faith. The Holy Spirit comes for our common good. If you're in a spot where you're thinking, I've never done this before and it seems kind of weird and how do I know the devil's not tricking me? The devil will never trick you to encourage another person. He will never trick you to pray for healing for someone who's sick. He'll never encourage you. He'll never trick you to encourage someone else to have greater faith. All right, so just begin to take those steps. Go, maybe you got to introduce yourself. Maybe you need to send the text or the email. Maybe you need to step out and make the phone call. But as the band leads us, it's, it's just a space for us to say, Holy Spirit, we're here not only to receive your gifts personally, but to share your gifts collectively. And so if the Spirit speaks to you to someone, for someone else, I want to encourage you, get out of your seat, go find them, have that conversation, right? And, and on the receiving end of that, just receive it with humility and grace. It doesn't mean if somebody comes to you, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you or you're not as spiritual as them. It means God loved you enough to put you on someone else's heart to speak to his spirit, to speak to you through them. It's a wonderful gift of grace. And so the band's gonna lead us and I'm just gonna pray one last prayer. Holy Spirit, we are open to you. We're not trying to fake anything. We're not trying to manufacture anything. We're just saying, come Holy Spirit. Release your gifts to us and release your gifts through us. May we be built up by you and may we build each other up through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christian Chapel. For more information, visit us online at christianchapel.com.